Jessica, when I tell you that when I told my followers, so I always say, hey, I'm doing all these podcast episodes or I'm doing these themes of podcast yeah. episodes next. Um, let me know if you have stories you want me to tell, but also see if you can try to guess who I'm going to meet. Uh-huh. And the moment I said hotel <laughs> workers, I got so many messages. It's Jessica Bunnell. I'm like, yes, <laughs> you know it is. Um, it's Jessica Bunnell. It's like, where's Waldo? But we know. We, <laughs> we see know. We see Waldo. We don't have him right there. We, we can guess with all the others, but we know this one is Jessica Vanell. So hi, Jessica. Hi. Hello. <laughs> great to be here. It's great to be back on the team. For anyone that has that is used to my content, mm-hmm. they know you because we do stuff. <laughs> whenever, whenever we're in Florida together, we're together. Yes. Um, yes. But the, for those of you who do not. Jessica, what is your specialty? What is your field? Well, my field is mainly making skits about customer service and Karen's <laughs> and with a particular hotel flavoring <laughs> because I worked in hotels for seven plus years and I've worked at all ranges of hotels. Worked at a giant convention hotel. I worked at a giant luxury hotel. Worked at a very small boutique luxury hotels. This one was a a hundred rooms rather wow. than a thousand. Wow. And then I worked for the most magical place on earth, which has about 25 hotels. And I worked at 13 of those. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I have a lot of hotel experience under my belt. And what I love is that I do have such a wide range of experience with different business model types, because of course, all those different types of hotels cater to different types of travelers. You have the vacationers, you have the business travelers, the convention. And so I got to meet and interact with a lot of different people coming for a lot of different reasons. Okay, so start from the beginning. Mm -hmm. When someone wants to work at a hotel, it's, it's obviously called the hospitality field, right. which I've learned a lot of people do not know. Right. When I told people I was studying hospitality as my major, they were like, oh, so you're going to work like at hospitals? I was like, <laughs> no. no. When you say you majored in hospitality, mm-hmm. what does that mean? So hospitality thing, people think of hospitality and they say, why do you have to get a degree for that? It's, it's just working in a hotel. <laughs> it's working in a theme park. It's working in a restaurant. You don't need an education to do that. But you do. <laughs> this is a giant, major, global, one of the biggest businesses in the world, like one of the most huge industries. And when I say to hospitality management, there were a few different tracks we could take. Um, you could take a hotel track. You could take a theme park track. You could take a restaurant track. You could take a golf uh, golf club. Oh, wow. That is part of hospitality is working in these private clubs at these different golf courses in these specialized locations. Or what I did is I studied in general hospitality. I I majored in learning a little bit of everything, putting my finger in every pie. So I learned about working or running and working in restaurants. I learned about theme parks and what goes into running those and hotels. And the hotels ended up being what I found the most enjoyment with and the most of a home in. Because the thing with restaurants and theme parks you usually see people, I mean, restaurants, obviously, you can have a lot of regulars right. and re- return people, but you see them for a few hours and then they're gone. Same with theme parks. You might see have someone come up to you at a theme park and say, hey, I'm having this issue. And you tell them to go to guest services and you never see them again. Right. But with hotels, you can have someone come up to you with a situation. You can own it. And with a lot of people who come and stay at hotels, especially business hotels, they continue to come back 
And so you can build up a relationship with them. And I've even made a skit about a person who came in and she said, hey, I'm checking in. And the front desk agent was like, oh my gosh, Mrs. Anderson, it's great to see you again. Oh my goodness though, we didn't know you were coming. And she's like, yeah, no, it was a very last minute, last minute business trip. And the front desk agent's like, okay, well, um, we don't have your usual room available for you. And Mrs. Oh, no. Anderson, oh no, up. like that was, and that was a skit that was a little bit of personal experience and a lot of hearing about these stories of wow. other people sharing their experiences with some guests who they, they come so often that they feel like they own that room. And if there's wow. another guest in it, it just I did see that when she yeah. like went to the room she went to it the room. was like yes I need you to get out of my room yes. this is my room yes. that is crazy and the thing is, what's so hilarious is when I make these stories and I I tell these stories and I make these skits I'll have some people who comment and be like there's no way that actually happens no and no, no, I'll no, have no, people no. And, like two comments down who will say oh my gosh this is exactly this happened, happened last week that's so funny like anytime anytime I post any kind of skit from mm -hmm. any occupation like no one does this. And I'm like, do you not read the other 15 comments that are like, this happened to this me last week. Happened to that was my mom. Exactly. Like that was, God. When I made that skit too, my bonus mom even turned to me and she said that she used to stay at this one hotel all the time. And they did usually put her in the same room. And one time they didn't, and she didn't really care. She wasn't attached to that room in that way. But when she was going to her room at the end of the workday, she wandered up to the stairs and she went to the usual <laughs> door and she kept tapping the key card. And she was like, why isn't this work? Uh... This isn't my room this time. Oh my gosh. I probably just freaked out whoever is in there. I'm running away. And she went to her room. <laughs> but she just got used to the pattern yeah. and she got used to going and people don't realize that there are people who they... It's like a home away from home. Yeah, especially and, when you work and you're constantly traveling. And, and yeah, familiar. there are people who spend more time in hotels in, in a year than they do in their own beds. I work for Marriott Resort and Ambassador Elite is the highest tier you can reach. Mm -hmm. You have to spend more nights in the hotel in a year than at your own home. I think to reach Ambassador Elite, you need somewhere between two like 150, 200, that's, I'm probably getting that wrong. Wow. Someone who is an ambassador early, I'm sure will comment and tell me exactly how many nights or points That sounds need. awful. Yeah. I could not be away from my cat that long. I know. Oh, oh my god. god. Baby. Oh my god. Like I'm only gone for four days this week and I'm like, oh my gosh, I wanna go home and there's no like I'm on night one and I'm like, I'm on Milo. I know, I'm only gone for a night and I'm like, oh my god, he probably misses me. Oh uh, so you worked front desk. Yes. Does everyone at hotels who work front desk, do they all have a degree in hospitality? Or is it something that's just preferred? It's so here's the thing that's tricky with the front of uh, the, the hospitality degree. It's not, I would say, entirely necessary okay. ever for even, I know people who became hotel general managers, like they ran the entire hotel. They probably had a high school education. Okay. You know, like it's, a it's lot. accessible. The degree is great for understanding the psychology and a lot of the business, like why decisions are made for like and the type of hotels that are that exist mm -hmm. and what they offer. It's great for a lot of baseline knowledge and a lot of practice with 
financials and okay. understanding that makes what makes the entire a hotel run. Okay. But so it's helpful, but it's not necessary. Not at all. So and it's like an accessible kind of career. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. It's wonderful. And a, a lot of it does, of course, like any job, depend on the politics of your workplace. Right. Right. You know, like I, I know, I knew plenty of people who went into the workplace and they had degrees and they're like, why am I not getting promoted? What's happening? Why am I not moving up? And it's like, well, cause you're not making the effort. And you're not actually showing a drive. You just think that because you have a degree, you can show up at the workplace and, and just coast and nothing happens. Like you have to show that willingness to learn, that eagerness to move around and move up. And you have to, you have to network. You have to actually talk oh, to yeah, your leaders absolutely. and your bosses. And you have to let them know this is my goal. And really good hospitality um, bosses and leaders will be excited and want to see you grow because there are so many hotels. Yeah. And especially if you work for a major chain, you could go global. Yeah. You could absolutely go global. I knew people who I worked with who went to Japan to open a wow. hotel. They went to France, like all around the world to help open hotels and manage hotels in different areas. Wow. Yeah. It's a fantastic job. And the funniest thing is that when I was in college, they told us mm-hmm. that this is the fastest growing industry. You will always have a job in hospitality. It's never going to go away. You will always have a place to work. You're going to be set. And I graduated 2018. Guess what happened <laughs> in 2020? Yeah, yeah. No one was traveling. No one was traveling. No one was working. I got laid off from oh, my okay. job. I was one of the last people to be laid off because at the time I was working the night shift. And I was one of the last to go because they needed someone to Tour close time. up yeah. the hotel before it was time to shut down. And it was it was a really wild time for the industry. Wow. Because all of a sudden, these jobs and these positions that had never shown any sign of stopping, had always shown this exponential growth, gone. Poof. That's so scary. Like, Yeah. That's so scary. Yeah, and coming back was such a process. Yeah. Because, of course, people always need travel, and they need a place to stay. Uh-huh. When you travel, you need a place to That's where we are right now. That's where we are right now. <laughs> like, you need a place to rest your head when right. you travel. So hotels and, the, you know, Airbnbs, which I'm personally not a big fan of, um, but, like, all these different places, like, those were the first to come back right. for travel because it's necessary. And it was such a weird process because a lot of hotels weren't bringing back regular housekeeping for obvious reasons. Right. Because you didn't want some stranger walking into your room and right. touching things that other strangers have touched all over. Right. And people were, there were people who were very understanding of that and then people who were very upset about that. Yeah. wearing the masks. I'm sure anyone who has been on your podcast and talked about working in customer service when wearing masks, people just treated you like, like, do you want to get treated like garbage? But you were treated like less than garbage. Yeah. Like yeah. the gum under someone's shoe because you couldn't see faces. And yeah, it, people... it like dehumanizes you a little yes. bit. Yeah, absolutely. So people will come up and just be absolute monsters. And you're looking at them like, I'm still a human behind the mask. I'm still a person. Um, someone actually sent me a story oh. of, um, it was a woman. She was working front desk mm-hmm. and it was during COVID times. So she was wearing a mask, but it was still very obvious, you know, that she was a woman, you know? Okay. And um, 
there was there was an individual who had been staying a couple nights and every day would just extend, extend, extend. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And checkout was at 11 and you know, it was now 10.45. Hadn't heard from him, he wasn't coming out of his room, tried calling up to the room to say, hey, are you leaving today? Are you extending again? Like we just need to know because yeah. checkout's coming. Nothing, didn't hear from them. So at 11.05, she just, okay, well, I guess I'm just gonna extend and charge card on file. Mm -hmm. Not five, ten minutes later, this dude comes down. There's a mask mandate in place. It's like a state kind of mandate. Yeah. He's supposed to wear one. Won't, doesn't have a mask on. Just starts yelling and screaming because you charged my card. And, blah, 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 and I didn't authorize that. Blah, who do you think that you are? And she said, first of all, I can't talk to you if you're not going to put a mask on. Mm -hmm. I don't need to put that mask on. Do you know who I am? Are you kidding? I pay your salary. I pay to stay at this hotel and just starts yelling. And she's like, I didn't give you authorization to use my card. Why would you do that? Well, sir, checkout is at 11 o'clock. Mm -hmm. Well, I was still sleeping. Okay, are you extending or are you checking out? Well, I'm extending. Okay, so why, so what's why the are you upset? And he just looks at her and he goes, I need to talk to your manager now. Manager comes out and manager goes, what's the problem? He goes, she can't speak to me like that. Are you kidding? Are you insane? Talking to me like I have to be on her time? Like I have to answer to her? She's a woman. I'm a man. I'm a man. And he just starts screaming, I'm a man. And no woman is gonna be tell me what I need to pay and tell me when I need to get up and tell me what I need to put on my face because I'm a man. And they just looked at him. The manager was also a dude too. And he looked at him and he goes, Okay, well, she asked you if you were extending or staying, but I've decided that you're leaving. Yes. Um, you're yes, love those kind of managers. And the guy goes, well, no, I'll extend. I just didn't like how she told me that I had to do it on her time and whatever, and she charged the card without asking me. And the manager said, no, 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 she followed policy. Mm -hmm. You weren't out by a certain time, so we charged you for another night. Okay, but you don't like her asking the questions that she has to ask for her job. You don't like following our policies. That's fine. Mm -hmm. You can do that at another hotel. Mm -hmm. But you're not gonna you're not gonna be doing that here. Absolutely not. And that's we love managers. We like love that. managers who do we that. We love, love managers that. who stand up because unfortunately, too often they don't. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And especially, I know I, because I love watching your podcast. Thank um, you. I know plenty of people who work in the service industry mm -hmm. have said that so many people get away with abusing them because it's yes. just part of the job. Yes. It's, it's seen as an occupational hazard. But thankfully, especially 
with the rise of social media and with the rise of these discussions happening and not to mention a lot of people refusing to take that abuse anymore and walking out of jobs where people, you know, their managers do not have their backs. It's led to the rise of managers actually taking a stance yeah. against naughty guests. Yeah, like, you're yes. you're a bad child. You're misbehaving. You're no, you're out of here. See, we're not entertaining that. I always assumed and I could be so wrong. I always assumed that hospitality and hotels specifically mm -hmm. was a place where managers kind of had to stand their ground a little more because there are some situations that like they just can't fix because they want to keep someone happy. It's mm -hmm. not a restaurant where you can just give someone another meal or give mm -hmm. someone whatever. If you don't have rooms, you don't have rooms. Oh yeah. Or if you don't have housekeeping, you don't have housekeeping. If you don't have this, you don't like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, Is that not the case? Unfortunately, it's all too easy where managers will quickly just comp a night or they'll comp uh, a night or they'll give some sort of money back or they'll waive the parking. I got so many stories for hotels, yeah. but I only got one where the manager wasn't a pushover. Wasn't. Yeah, I was like, did I say that right? Well, he, was, like, he was a pushover. He was. He was. Sorry. So was. He, so you only got one. He was. Sorry. That, yeah. That's really good. So that's really good. What happened was, um, this was a very like high end luxury resort, mm. one that had like a water park in it, like very, okay. very high maintenance. Yeah, kind yeah, of place. yeah, yeah. And it was like, especially around the holidays, was like four hundred dollars a night. Yeah. And so this woman comes to check in. She's reserved to have like a long three-day weekend. Okay. And she goes to the front desk and they're like, oh, okay, we need to put a card on file. And mm -hmm. she goes, actually, I, I need to talk to you. I can't actually afford the reservation that I made. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, do you want me to change the reservation? Do you want me to see if there's a less expensive room? Mm -hmm. No, I can't, I can't even afford like one full night. And he says, oh, oh, okay, well, do you want me to go ahead and cancel your reservation? No, I want you to tell me what you can do for me. And he just looked at her and he said, ma'am, you reserved $1,200 worth of like hotel space, three nights at $400 a night. Mm -hmm. I'm not understanding what you mean. What can you do to me? I can't afford one night. Mm -hmm. Well, this woman just goes off and goes, um, do you not understand that I drove my kids three hours to come to this park and I don't understand why you can't make their their kids they deserve nice things do you not think my kids deserve nice things are you gonna tell my kids that they don't deserve nice things here and she like pulls her kids to this man tell them tell them that you don't want them at your water park and this guy's like ma'am I'm not trying like I'm not trying to hurt your kids feelings I'm not trying to upset you I'm just saying you booked and reserved and agreed to pay this price. Mm -hmm. And now you're telling me that you can't afford it, which is fine. Yeah. Like, you know, the world is not a nice place. Things mm -hmm. are expensive as mm -hmm. crap. He goes, I can't afford to take my family here. Yeah. And I have an employee discount. <laughs> yeah. He's like, but like, I don't understand how it's my fault that mm -hmm. you knew the price, reserved the room, and then came here and just expected me. It's not like it was a shock. Right. It's not like it was a surprise. Right. And absolutely, in a perfect world, Everyone would get to enjoy all the yes. luxuries of life, get yes. to have a ton of fun, but at the same time, they're kids. They yes. need an indoor water park in this giant hotel. Right. You can bring them to a place that is much more cost effective for your budget. Right. And they'll still right. have a wonderful time. Exactly. I mean, my parents put a sprinkler in the backyard. 
and I will get happy. Slip and slide. I was the happiest kid in the world. The the kids don't need that. And what's so sad is that is then making the kids it like it, it, it like puts them in the middle. Yeah, they're like part of this really gross. I know. People who involve their kids like that, oh. Oh, and the, they made such a stink in the lobby that the manager came out, mm. decided to give her a $50 coupon for one night mm. and just let them have one night. Because she's oh. like, I can't even afford one night. And he's like, what can you afford? I can afford $350. And he's like, okay, well, I can make that happen for one night. Which, like, you know, yeah. is I think is I think is fair. It's It's... Generous. Which, it's very oh, yes. generous. I do think it, I think it's very generous. It's very I, generous. And like, look, absolutely. In the hospitality industry, we see so many situations, and we, so much happens. And there are a lot of times where your heart absolutely does ache for people, and it's it's really difficult because there is so much about working in hospitality, working in the front desk of hotels, that will make you kind of jaded and make you very hard. Uh, build a shell against certain people and the way that they'll bring issues to you looking for sympathy yeah primarily as a way to get compensation or get something for free and then you have other people who they come up and they they present an issue to you where they talk about their lives and their issues and their troubles and it genuinely like you can tell that they're just looking to connect and they're looking for someone who can understand yeah them and share in their experience and that is when it's wonderful to be able to step up and do something to, for them to make them feel better yes. and give them a better experience. Exactly, but when they're just like trying to but enable. When, but when you're shoving and, your kids and giving puppy dog eyes. And like, like oh. you're purposefully trying to pull something. Yes, it's like think of the children. We drove three hours to a place we know we can't afford so we could come to and talk to this poor, probably very underpaid front desk agent and try to guilt trip them into giving us something for free. Right, and there's a difference between having like a genuine issue at a hotel mm -hmm. that is like something like you common sense mm -hmm. right and I know Jada on an earlier episode said common sense is not it's so not common, common. but common. like what's worse to have them genuinely not understand it's not acceptable or to have them do it on purpose mm -hmm. like someone sent me another story about how this woman comes down to the front desk and she just kind of looks around and she says well where is it and they're like where's what the breakfast Where's the breakfast? And they said, ma'am, breakfast ended at 9.30 and it's now 10.15. Mm. Well, I was doing my reading in the morning. Well, okay, that's fine, but I'm. we told you when you checked in that breakfast ended at 9.30. And she just rolled her eyes and she's, okay, what am I supposed to do about food? Like, I'm hungry. And he's, well, there's a place right across the street that I love. Mm -hmm. It is a little diner place. I go before work, I go after work. It's, it's delicious, it's affordable. So like, I recommend that place, mm -hmm. but here are some other recommendations around as well. She's, okay, whatever. So she goes and she comes back an hour later, living, and she's, I need to see the manager now. Okay, so manager comes in, ma'am, what, what can, I your employee recommended that restaurant across the street and I didn't, like it and i spent money on that so i need that bill comped now <laughs> ma'am we don't own that we don't own the restaurant across the street like how are we supposed to comp it well i want you to subtract that total of my bill over there from my bill here because i didn't like it and your employee made me go there 
Ma'am, she did not make you go there. She recommended it. And this woman just would not let up and was just convinced that this rush, that this hotel had to cook her breakfast from down the street. That is why bell. it is so important. And like why I always, 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 and not that this hotel boy did anything wrong. Right, right, saying, like, right, right. No way, shape, or form. That woman, no, you are not getting <laughs> no. your food caught no. because you didn't like the breakfast. But anytime I ever told guests anything about, especially anywhere off property, I always made sure to slip in there like, not a guarantee like like they'd be like where's a great place to go for dinner and i'd say oh i like this place but just it's not a guarantee they're going to have availability or it's not a guarantee that they're that you'll find that something, you'll, you'll you, find like. something you like on the menu like they they serve this kind of food i'm not sure that's, that's a good tip that's, that's really like, interesting yeah i like, like that it's, it's balancing being able because a lot of what a lot of hotels have done is concierge and front desk used to be entirely different roles oh. the front desk handled check-ins checkouts and room issues concierge helped with recommending places to go booking dining reservations booking maybe tickets for attractions and things like that and now a lot of hotels have merged the two because frankly people don't know the difference right yeah you, know, you walk in people walk in they'd be like concierge front desk which what is that what is, like, yeah i'll just yeah. go to one of them and they're gonna do what i want it always like, makes me think of the office and they're like they have a concierge it's <laughs> like a wizard a wizard <laughs> exactly and so it's a fine balance now because a lot of front desk agents are put in the place of also being concierge. You are expected to know the local area and give recommendations. And when I worked at Disney, a lot of the times I also was in charge of helping to make dining reservations and other types of booking. And I had to know not only about my property that I was working at at the time, but I had to know about the offerings at other properties because there are wow. wonderful restaurants at every it's single hotel. At Walt Disney World. And then, of course, I had to know about the restaurants in the parks and the different attractions and things. So you have to have a lot of knowledge. And I would always constantly have to tiptoe my way around recommending something and being honest with that recommendation. And also trying to get across the point that I am not taking responsibility mm -hmm. for your experience with that. Mm -hmm. It's a very difficult game with that and i know it's gonna be so fun whenever we do get around to making a video specifically about my experience working at disney yes that's a different whole difference, different realm the difference between it, there's so many similarities of course to working right. in a hotel at disney in a regular and, and working at a regular everyday hotel that it's way too much for just one video right. so right next time um yeah as a front desk employee, what did like what were you responsible for? Like what do you do? Because I know there's so many people that are like, oh, they just sit behind a desk all day. But like So that is that is very fascinating because it depends highly on the type of hotel that you work at. Okay. So when I was in school for hospitality management, before I got a job at a hotel, I interviewed someone who worked at a hotel. He was, um, I think, a rooms director. And I asked him about getting into the industry, all those things. And he told me that he recommended that I actually, because at the time he was working for one of the Rosen hotels that's local to Orlando, giant, a thousand plus room hotel. He said that he recommended starting out at a smaller boutique hotel because you actually, as a front desk agent, usually have a lot more responsibilities at a small hotel versus a large hotel because at a very 
large hotel, you usually have a, a much larger team. So at the front desk of a, the convention hotels I worked for, I primarily was just checking people in and checking people out. And people might come up to me and say, hey, there's something wrong in my room. And I would send in a service order or radio in. But when I worked at a very small boutique hotel, I was obviously checking people in and out, but I was also taking in-room dining orders. The phone would go off and I'd have to take the order and I'd have to go run it over to the waiters in our restaurant and say, hey, there's a room service order for you. And I also was in charge of assigning rooms, which at larger hotels, usually there is a team that assigns the rooms for you or fills those spots and you have a lot less control over that. And at the smaller hotels, eventually too, I moved into doing the overnight audit where I was in charge of balancing all aspects of the front desk, all the accounts wow. for the restaurants, for anything we sold that day. We had an art gallery. So that's another thing too. The front wow. desk agents sold, set, like they sold art out of the gallery in wow. the hotel, in this tiny little boutique hotel. Like we had, and there were only two of us at a time at that front desk because it was only a hundred rooms. So at any time there were two front desk agents and the managers were usually in the back. So because. you don't just sit behind a desk all day. <laughs> At that hotel, I did. Um, that, honestly, that boutique hotel was such a horribly toxic work environment. Oh, and I no. absolutely should not have stayed there as long as I did. But I did because I actually got to sit at the desk. Oh. All the other hotels I worked at, you had to stand all day. But oh. this desk, it was a sitting desk. Like, I literally got to sit behind a desk for my job because and the guests would come in and i would invite them to take a seat while i checked them in oh that's so it sweet. was so nice the only thing that would get kind of awkward is some guests didn't want to sit down so they're like looming over <laughs> me and i'm in my chair like hey hi very rookies uh this is this is where you're gonna want to go for that have a great day it oh, was really bless. awkward well so we so you know because you just know my content because we're like actual friends so you know that we talk a lot about how in every profession, you know, there's always bad apples that ruin it for the rest of us. And you were just talking about how this boutique was such a terrible place to work. So I need to know some examples of hotel staff that really just shouldn't shouldn't be there. Like, how are they making oh my the industry and your workload so much harder and just oh being terrible in the workplace? One of the most, like, Oh, Mo's like, what are you doing? I can't believe you said that stories. We had a bride come and have her wedding at our hotel. Aww. It was a, it, I worked at a gorgeous boutique hotel. It was part of the Marriott autograph collection. Oh. So it was like pretty. Oh, it was gorgeous. It was a very lovely hotel workout. So people had weddings at it all the time. Uh -huh. And then usually the wedding party stayed at the hotel. Right. And this poor bride, she walks, she, she's, of course, it's a very, very hectic day for her. Right. It, like, they, these couple days are going to be some of the most stressful and yes. stressful of her entire life. And everyone was checking in that day. And she came up to my, the, my coworker. And I was out in the back at the time. This was during night audit. So it was just me and one other person. And this guy was very new to his job. And he was primarily working as this hotel was so weird. He was our security guard, but also trained to check people in the front desk. Oh, agent. okay. Those personality types don't usually match. Yeah, 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 security yeah. Plus, you know, very get that. service. You want your security to be like a little scary. Yeah, yeah, and you want tough. your front desk, you want like 
security to be like back of the house. They yeah. want front desk. To I'm front the, the Disney house. princess. He's the evil, you know, yeah, villain yeah, next yeah, to me. Yeah. You, you need that vibe. And I was out in the back, probably doing something in the back office for a little bit. And I come out and I hear him looking at the bride and saying, well, what do you want me to do about it? <gasps> what do you expect me to do? Oh. Well, what do you want me to do about it? Because I think what had happened was, is that her mother was supposed to have a very nice suite, like one of our balcony suites that was going to overlook the reception area. So she was going to have, as I, I think she was low mobility. So she wasn't going to be able to make it for the entire reception, but she wanted to be able to see it from the balcony and still feel like she was part of it. And right. she wanted to be able to look up and see her mom looking down at her during her reception. And something had happened and his mom had ended up in the wrong part of the hotel overlooking the the driveway. So not looking out towards the back where the reception was. Oh. And she was like, I need you to move the room. And he was like, I can't do that. She was like, but we paid for this room. We reserved this room. It's part of the, the contract that we're supposed to have a room with the balcony that overlooks the reception. Like, wh what do you mean? And he was just like, uh, well, we don't have it. So I can't do anything about it. What do you want me to do about it? And I was like, no. So I came zipping around the corner and I was like, go away. And we got it all figured out for this poor bride, but she was. That's like, like the last thing she should she be worrying about. Hysterics. Oh, like she no. was like that bubbly cry that you do where you're like, <laughs> like she was doing that. And it was like, oh my gosh, this is number one, so awful for her as a person. But number two, this is, this is a very high paying guest. Weddings bring a lot of money to hotels, yeah. and they, they are like VIPs, and especially the bride and groom should be your viest of VIPs. And he was just like, eh, it's fine, I don't care. Literally. And he, he, she was like, how are you going to fix this? And he was like, I'm not. I don't know. Oh my like, God. He's like, I don't know how to fix it. What do you want me to do for you? Like, what do you want me, how, what do you want me to do to fix it? And she was like, I want the room I pay for. And he was like, well, I can't do that. So what else do you want? <laughs> That's not the way you talk to, even if he like was convinced there was nothing he could do, that's not how you speak to someone. That's not how you speak like, to someone. Like that's just rude. Yes. And, and it's not like... like the bride was being crazy no. or ridiculous or anything. No. She's just like, what do we do? How can we find yes. a solution? Yes. Like help me with this. Like this no, is, this is incorrect. Absolutely and not. There is a huge difference between advocating for yourself and being a Karen. I think that yes. too often yes. people think that anyone who goes up and firmly tells someone that you know that there, there was a mistake that equals their account. no that's not the not case that's all. not the case at not, all and unfortunately especially with people like him you have to put your foot down and get a little bit hysterical and shrieky yeah. and classic karen because they're not listening it's not getting through you have to and you absolutely can and should advocate for yourself i think I'm yes I think what we ended up doing for for her is that we figured out one of something had gotten mixed up in one of her other bridal party. Got the other room, so you just switch room. it. Okay. So we coordinated and we were like, "Hey, we gotta switch this around." And we were. Able and to I'm do sure they were more than happy yes, to do that. That's all it took was a little bit of extra effort and showing empathy. And I think that is the hardest thing because, and I'm certainly guilty of this, it can be really hard to show empathy because sometimes you worry that that equals weakness and that you're going to be taken advantage of. Yes. Because that is something to always be concerned about in these kinds of jobs. Yes. It is. Absolutely. But you can empathize with the guest and, you know, bring it down to earth with them and still maintain your power. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it just takes practice. And if there is any job, like I used to, 
I'm still not really in, a fan of confrontation, but I used totally to be like, scared to pick up the phone and make a phone call or like oh. a guest would call me and I'd be like, hey, this is Jessica at the front desk. And now I feel much more confident oh, in the way that I speak to guests and the way that, and it's all a learning curve. I had someone message me through Facebook and she said that she really wanted to start working hotels. Actually, I think she said she had just got hired but she was really nervous because she's like, I don't really know anything about it. So I don't know, but she's like, I watch your videos. <laughs> I was like, that's, well, thank you. I was like, that's a good start. Uh, she's like, I watch your videos. So I kind of have an idea of what to expect, but I'm really nervous. And I tell her, I'm like, look, the thing about the videos that we put online and the content we create, we, it's a small sliver. Yes. Like of most really of the parents I dealt with as a teacher, mm -hmm. most of the guests that you deal with as a front desk person, they're positive, yes. if not completely neutral, neutral. interaction. And that, that truly is, I think the thing is like, if you look at it on a scale or, or like a, a, a fill up a, a glass, you know, it's primarily neutral right. with a little bit of exceptionally wonderful right. guest interaction. Yes. And then there's a little tiny bit of, you know, the crazies, yes. the Karens that are thrown in. And I, I've made some wonderful connections yeah. with guests. Uh, I had guests who I would speak with them and your heart would feel so full or I would get to do something for them and I would make their day and they would remember me. They would, they would be so excited to come back and talk to me and share their experience with me and share their lives with me. And that is what I miss about the job is I miss making those connections. That's so I loved sweet. making connections with the guests. I actually, I was looking through my comments recently and someone commented that I checked their son into all-star movies resort and I don't remember, uh, she didn't say if he recognized me and if like we had the connection of like, I know you from social media, but what I can be happy and confident in knowing is that regardless of whether he recognized me, I was certainly my most happy, bubbly, sweet self because I, love I loved welcoming people to the hotel because a lot of times that's your first stop on any trip, on any vacation, your first stop is your hotel. That, that sets the tone for it the really rest does. of your experience, wherever you are and whatever, with whatever you're doing. And being able to be that person who brought like that welcoming aura was everything for me as a front desk agent. I loved it. I really did. A really bad manager story. I never liked this manager. <gasps> okay, ever. okay. Tea. We, so at, this was at one of the larger hotels I worked for. So there were a lot more higher ups. Okay. We had a few supervisors, we had an assistant, like front desk manager, we had a front desk manager, and then we had our front desk director. And usually our front desk director, he was our like personality guy. He was the personality our, hire. Yeah. Yeah, personality hire, but also he was the person you went to with like, like every time he would sit down for our briefing before our shift started, he would usually ask us like, what's going on with your life? What's new with you? And it was Aww. very nice because it was a way to connect, That's to really make those personal connections. Anytime we wanted vacation time or we had a scheduling conflict, because most of us were in college. So anytime anything like that came up, we would go to go to him and say, hey, can you help us with this? And he was wonderful. One of the best managers I ever Aww. had in my entire life, loved him to death. Well, the hotel ended up acquiring another property right next door. Uh -huh. And they wanted him to be the oh. one to help facilitate opening it. Gross. So he put the front desk manager in charge. The front desk manager, we all joked, was born in a suit. He was very stiff. He was very unpersonable. Oh. 
he it, it worked word. it worked very well for him as a front desk manager because he was very good about keeping people on task mm -hmm. and making sure that people the flow was happening and he was great at his job when you came to him and needed like assistance with the guest issue but if you needed life assistance if you needed sympathy if you needed any sort of personal relating connection or right, right. assistance he was not that guy oh, but he was no. made to be that guy because our director had to go and do the opening at the other hotel and the second he took over everyone just was like this is the worst thing in the world and there were a couple things he did that just made me so upset quite a few of us were just kind of done with him right one of the things that happened was that nearing finals usually what would happen is you would have like your regular class times and I would tailor my schedule, my availability around my semester's class times. And then when finals were announced, they sometimes fell out of those usual class blocks. Okay. So what we would need to do is we would need to submit a form saying, hey, I need this adjustment to my schedule for the testing period. Right. Well, Lucky me, none of my exams actually fell out of my normal class time. Oh, that's awesome. So I didn't need to submit a form. So I was like, great, right. this is awesome. The schedule comes out and I'm working eight days in a row oh. during finals because the way that the schedule bled over, I was working like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Oh no. Of the next schedule. And I, I went into his office and I was like, um, you scheduled me eight days in a row during finals. This is not going to happen. Like, right. this is not possible. Yeah, no. And he looked at me, he said, well, you didn't ask for anything special with your, um, with your schedule. And I said, that's because I didn't need any accommodations, but I'm in college. Like, I'm still just, Like, you're still changing up my schedule. Like, yes. I didn't ask for anything to be different with my yes. normal schedule. My, and, and the thing is, this would happen all the time. Is that even legal? This hotel did a lot of illegal things. Okay, okay, yeah, there yeah. so many things in hindsight. I'm like, that was legal, that was legal. Like, And there actually was one moment I confronted him about something else. Um, we'll get to that in a second. But uh, <laughs> I told him, like, that's not possible for me. Yeah. And he basically said, well, the schedule's up. There's nothing I can do about it. And I went, oh, is that how it's going to be? Okay. That The director was in that day. So I went to his office. I slapped down my resignation. And yeah. he looked at me. He was like, no, 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 no. And I was like, I was scheduled eight days in a row during finals. I communicated this. I'm being told there's nothing we can do about this. I am not. No. But I'm like, my, my schooling comes before my job. And the thing is, like, this other manager would act like the job came first. He'd be like, you guys are here to work. You guys are supposed to be working. Like, born in a suit. We were like, he was like, you guys need to be no. dedicated to your job. Then don't hire college students. If you need people who can be fully dedicated to the job, don't Why are yeah. you hiring college students? My director did convince me to stay that time. Well, I started learning about hospitality law in school. And this is where school does come in handy, kids. I found out that part of hospitality law and law in general says that the shift you are scheduled is a shift you work. You clock in at, at your schedule. Like usually it, in most cases, it, your schedule can be changed at any point up until the beginning of your shift. But the second you clock in for your shift, you're clocking out at your scheduled time. Not at this hotel. Constantly, they would force, they would basically like force us to stay. 
And we didn't know any better because we were a bunch of little college students who had, this was one of our first major like big girl or big boy jobs. So we didn't know. So they would sit there and we would say, hey, like I'm gonna go home, it's time for me to leave. And they say, oh, actually, no, we need you to stay another hour. No. And we'd be like, oh, we, we, we can't do this. Like, well, you have to. They would, they would not give us a choice. Mm-mm. And enough of us didn't know that until I went to college. And I found out, wait a minute, that's illegal. Because you have to get my permission. I have to consent to that. Like, if you say, hey, we need you to stand there an hour, please, 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 I can say, okay. But if I say no and I leave, you can't, that, you cannot re- give any repercussions for that. You cannot uh, retaliate for that. So I found that out the next time Mr. Boring Suit tried that with me. He said, no, I need you to stay. I said, no, I need to go. I, I need to go back to my dorm. I need to sleep. I have class in the morning. He said, I'm telling you, you need to stay. I was like, I'm telling you, I cannot. And I am not going to stay because I do not have to. And I do not consent. And he said, do we need to go to HR? And I said, please, let's. Yeah, I did. You had no idea. And then he said, don't take a tone with me. Yeah, literally. Okay, he, I hated this. Oh, yeah, he, he knew what he okay, was doing. He knew. He oh, that's so gross. I was like hoping that maybe he was just like ignorant about it. No, he knew exactly what he was doing. So he did. I did leave. But then the, the final nail in the coffin, like I was telling my roommate about all of this. She worked at a sister location. Uh, and she was like, my bosses are nothing like this. She's like, your place sounds like awful. awful. And she was like, transfer to mine. And I said, I can do that. She was like, yeah, I'll email my manager right now and tell him to pull your application for the transfer. And I was like, let's go. So I put in my application for transfer. I have to go to HR to to talk about why I want to transfer. And I was very, I was too nice. I was like, oh, I just want to like try out a luxury hotel instead of a convention hotel. That's the only reason I want to go. Totally not because our manager is a- doing illegal things. Yeah, totally not because he's, you know, awful. And they're like, okay, so they approved my transfer. Well, I still had to wait two weeks before I could transfer. You know, I got the official two weeks. In that two weeks, once in a while, whenever a front desk agent got a compliment from a guest, especially like a written one, they would print it out, frame it, and then they would present it to the front desk agent who did that as like a, as like a thank you. Well, Born in Suit comes over to one of my coworkers and says, hey, great job on what you did. Here is your... Here's your, and it wasn't even framed. It was, it was just like a, a loose piece of paper, like laminated. He was like, here is your, your, your accolade. There you go. And he walks away. We look down at it. It's not for her. Oh my God. He doesn't even know their names. He, she's wearing a name tag. It's like, you couldn't even be bothered to read her name. And here's the kicker. We looked to him and we said, Hey, um, th- this is a purse. And he went, yeah, it is. I think I know my name, my guy. Two people, two people with, there are four eyes between us. We can see that is not the right name. And he walked away and she was like, it's fine. It's fine. I said, no, I would throw that back in his face. And like, I would shove it in his face and say, absolutely That's not, not my name. Well, guess what? Huh. He overheard me say, say that. Apparently a little, you know, tiny college student, Disney princess looking girl saying that she would throw a piece of paper in his face was like me declaring to the world that I want to beat him up. What? So he went, yeah, he went running to upper management and said that he, well, actually he came to me and he said, I'm running you up. And I was like, for what? Then he said, you, you said this and it was extremely inappropriate. And I was like, you, okay, I'm like, okay, you know what? I can level with that. Sure. It was not a very professional thing for me to say but you're gonna write me up? Like, 
I'd never even had a verbal warning before. And he was like, yeah, and this may affect your transfer. And I went, oh <laughs> no. Oh, went right to HR. And I was like, hi, this just happened. My manager is trying to do this. And she the HR person was like, this is over my head, which is like, that shows you the state of their HR department where she was like, I don't know what to do about this. So she got- To your job, ma'am. To your job, to your job. <laughs> so she got in contact with my director and my director came back because he was a first off at the other hotel. And I told him everything that was going on with him. I was like, this happened. I'm like, no one is happy with this manager. We all hate him. We all miss you. And you, by the way, are about to have, like, I'm not the only, cause he was really sad when he heard I was transferring, but he was like, I get it. You want to, you want to experience a luxury hotel over a convention hotel. I was like, I told him to his face. I was like, it's not, I'm like, that's part of it. Sure. But apparently I'm going to get away from him. I need to be away from that manager. Casey is awful and everyone hates him. You are going to lose so much staff if you keep him around. And sure enough, eventually from actually both hotels, that one and the one I eventually transferred to, there, there ended up being this like mass exodus. They didn't get rid of him? They didn't, they didn't. But I don't think that was the only reason that people quit. But the thing is they kept hiring a bunch of college students to work at the front desk. Guess what college students do? They leave they after graduate. they graduate. They leave, they go home for the summer. They find a different job. Part of my schooling, I had I was technically for three semesters in an internship class, internship one, two, and three. And the goal of the internship was to work in different parts of the hospitality industry. And they really preferred that we don't stay in the same position per like each semester. Like one semester, I was a front desk agent. Another semester, I worked at the theme park. Another semester, I worked at a restaurant. Like that's what they really wanted us to do. Right. So people leave. Right. They go elsewhere. Exactly, as so, they're supposed to do. So as they're supposed to do. So they ended up being like this huge mass exodus from both of the hotels and that I knew about and they did finally up the pay because no one wanted to go and apply for a job that paid them I think at this point like ten dollars or fifty cents an hour like a couple of years later they upped it by a whole 25 cents whoa <laughs> like they finally raised it and uh wow. yeah that hotel was a mess and that manager crazy. was and they never got rid of him no I, I think I checked their their fate their like uh page their official meet the team right. page like probably a couple of years ago when he was still there. That, I will never understand why companies just like keep bad leadership. I, I've gotten so many other stories of some such supportive managers, which are so And the thing great. is, when I eventually went to go interview for the little boutique hotel, the manager that I interviewed with, he talked to me about his philosophy for how he wanted to run the front desk and the, the type of manager he wanted to be and I remember at the end of the interview I looked to him and I was like if you do not hire me for this job I'm going to be devastated <laughs> not because I like desk you know not because I'm losing out on this front desk position but because I want you as a manager I told him to his face I was like That's I so want sweet. you to be my manager you are exactly the type like I'm like I You're dream and I want yeah I'm like I'm, I dream of having a manager like you I was hired <laughs> I love that I was hired oh Andrew, miss you, love you. Like he that was a so fantastic, one of the best managers in my entire life. He was such an amazing guy. And what was what was so sad too is, I know he was going through some stuff. Like as I was working at the hotel, he started coming. Like I would come in for morning shift. He started coming in earlier and earlier. Like he didn't want to be home. Yeah. And so I knew stuff was going on, but it was one of those things where like it, it's professional relationship. Right. But like we would still talk and just like. 
I noticed that us just having a casual conversation really helped bring him out of whatever was happening at home and brought him into that. He embodied the spirit of customer service and he just was so fantastic. I love that. Yeah, so That's there are so wonderful, wonderful oh, managers out yeah. there. Absolutely, like the right people, it's all about having the right people. And it's all about just like being a decent human being. Like, honestly, just taking two seconds and hearing your employees yeah. out sometimes can go such a long way. Like, someone sent me a story about how their manager was just came into work looking very concerned mm -hmm. and very, like, hesitant and confused. And after about five minutes, the manager called him over, hey, I, I need to talk to you in, in the back. He's, okay, what's going on? So it seems that we have a really poor review for you specifically. And I just, I need, it's very concerning. I need to know what's going on. Okay, what the review say? Well, the review mentioned you being, that a guest saw you drinking and being belligerent and super unprofessional, blah, blah, blah. And he's oh, so he's like, so I need to ask, are you drinking up the job? Mm -hmm. Because like, I'm gonna have to fire you if you are. Mm -hmm. And I need you to be honest with me because like, I'm gonna look at the cameras, mm -hmm. but I, I want you, I want you to just tell me straight up what's going on. Apparently what happened is this front desk worker, the one of the last customers that they checked into the hotel, went to the same bar as them, 10 minutes down the road, and saw, recognized the person that they had on the shirt, oh. took off their name tag, oh. took off their badge, took off everything that was identifying to the sure. hotel, and saw this, that saw this person drink with their friends off the clock, oh. And was just so adamant that someone who's the face of a hotel shouldn't be partaking in these activities. Mind you, they're also at this bar to drink. Literally. They're doing the same things, but they've just decided that someone who is working front desk at a hotel should not be drinking. That's unprofessional behavior. <laughs> and went and left this review oh, about the... Oh my god! And literally, as soon as they said that, the manager just took their word. It was like, you know what? Valid. Valid. I, I just believe you. Yeah. I believe you 100%. Because that didn't sound like you. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like people, I don't know. It's always hilarious to me. When people are like, I'm going to get you fired because of X, Y, and Z. It's like, for doing my job. Yeah. But it's also <laughs> like, we've had a 10 minute interaction. I have worked with my managers for, for like so years. Love. They have seen me with all sides of interactions. They know exactly how I am. I've had managers fully come up to me and kind of the same thing. They've been like, someone said this about you. I know that you wouldn't do that. And I'm like, <laughs> correct. You know? Um, <laughs> someone else sent me another story. What? Complained to the manager about discrimination. Um, so, oh, you'll like it. Trust okay, me. Okay. Trust me. So this front desk person is checking in, just a random guy, and he goes, okay, so like I need to see a credit card and I need to see an ID. And he goes, you need to see my ID. Yeah. Why do you need to see my ID? Because I don't know who the heck you are. He goes, well, it's just, you know, standard policy. There's a lot of things that go into it for security reasons, for, you know, like you could tell me you're Gary, but I don't know, are you the Gary that reserved this room? Yeah. Like there's a lot that goes, and that's not the only reason, there's a lot that goes into this. And he goes, well, that's not really fair to people that don't have IDs. And he's, well, people have IDs. Yeah. He goes, well, are you discriminating against people that don't drive cars? No, 
I'm not. You don't have to show a driver's license. Yeah. It just has to a be a valid ID. form of ID. Yes. He goes, well, what about people that don't drive? And he goes, sir, there are a lot of different forms of ID that people can have. State-issued IDs that mm -hmm. have nothing to do with driving. He mm -hmm. goes, well, I just think that you're being very discriminatory against people that don't drive. He goes, sir, are you telling me that you don't have a driver's license? He goes, no, I have a driver's license. He goes, no. Why well, I, I need to see some kind of ID. It doesn't have to be a driver's license. It can be a passport. It can be a state ID. It can be something. Yeah. I don't care. It just needs to have your picture and your name on it. He goes, well, I just don't understand why I have to show this to you. He goes, sir, we have a considerable amount of Amish individuals who come into our hotel <laughs> and still have a form oh, of ID and have no problem giving it to yes. us. So you can either give me your ID. And he goes, well, what if I don't want to give you my ID? He goes, then I don't want to give you a hotel yeah, room. And you're not going to give he your goes, room. Are you really going to refuse me service if I don't give you my yes. ID? He said, yes. He goes, you're going to let me take my money elsewhere? He Easily. goes, yes. Bye -bye. If you do not trust me with your ID, I don't trust you with a hotel room. No. So he gave him the ID, huffed and puffed about it, and then went to management and said, this guy's discriminating against people who don't have oh. driver's license. And that was the discrimination complaint. And the manager was like, I wish I was there, man. I just wanted to watch it. I just wanted to watch it unfold. I told you you'd like that Oh one. my gosh, that one's good. And at first you hear it and you're like, oh. oh but then it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 People are crazy. I, it's always hilarious to me when like things like that come up when people right. try to like play devil's advocate or and it's they try like, to what? argue with like you? there's no why? reason and i think what's crazy too is like you kind of like mentioned it briefly in that story people there are people who absolutely have this very similar if not the same names i oh, and i know many people who have have accidentally checked the wrong person into like Chris Robinson. I'm just throwing that name out there. That, that doesn't pertain to anything. Right, 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 right. Um, Chris Robinson, you know? It, it's it's a very common sounding name. Mm -hmm. I've been guilty of this once. You'll, you'll only do it once. And then watch. you'll never do it again. I had, you know, hey, I'm Chris Robinson here checking. Okay, can I see your ID? You just take a little glance. Okay, thank you. And then make the keys, give it away. And then the next person comes in. Hey, I'm Chris Robinson here to check in. All right, and then you you give them their keys. Well, then th this has happened where there's two people staying with the same name. They, hey, I lost my key. I don't know where my key is. Can I get, I, I need a key for my room, Chris Robinson. And they show their ID. Oh, okay. You give them the key for to the wrong room. Oh, no. Now, or thankfully, most of the time, if you don't tell them the room number, obviously they use the key on their door and they can't get in. But there have been cases where it's gotten mixed up and someone has been told the wrong room number and walked into the wrong room with oh like the other person gosh. in it. And that is absolutely something that the hotel should own up to. As yeah, like, and it can be a security issue. It can, it's absolutely a security issue. Right. And I, I do hate stories whenever, like, because the thing is, absolutely, I love making videos about hotel workers where they have done nothing wrong and, you know, someone comes up and they're very belligerent towards them. But the thing is, we're all They're, people. We're all human and mis beings. Mistakes do happen, yes. and yes. if a mistake does happen, absolutely there is there needs to be a, an appropriate reaction. Yes, to absolutely. that, like don't come down and start cussing someone out because they made a mistake. But you can absolutely express your disappointment and your your your. You, you, I was very scared that someone walked into my room. And I had yes. no clue who they were. 
that is a very valid thing. Absolutely. Yes. And the hotel needs to take proper procedure and take responsibility right. for that. But it's, it, it, you only do it once. Well, and then, then on the again. flip side, because, you know, you have, that's a, that's obviously a very big security mm-hmm. issue. And you have measures in place mm-hmm. to make sure that can't happen. Yeah. You don't just give out room keys. No. You make sure there's an ID, blah, blah, blah. But then on the flip side, you get people who get so angry because one person came in just said, hey, I need a key for James's room. Mm. Oh, can I have your name? Um, yeah, but I don't think my name's on the reservation. Okay, okay well, if your name's not on the reservation and he's not here with you, I can't, I can't give you a key. Well, I'm his wife. I, I don't know what to tell you, um, if your name is not on the reservation. Well, in what world would me, his wife, not get access to his room? And she just kind of looked at him <laughs> and said, do you really want me to answer that in front of all these people in line? There are situations where the husband would not want the wife coming up mm-hmm. to the room and she just looked mortified. Mm-hmm. How dare you accuse dare my you husband? And she's like, ma'am, I wasn't accusing. I was just saying that there are reasons that this is in place mm-hmm. and I can't just give you a key. Yeah. She goes, but I'm his wife. She goes, anyone could just come up to this desk and say, I'm the wife of this person yeah. in this room. Give me a key. It's not safe. Mm-mm. I don't understand. And if you weren't the right person and I just gave you a key, then I would have another angry. Like, yeah. I'm just going to do my job. The thing is, too, this this was a story that was told. And I will never forget this because it was one of those stories that was told to me when I first started working at my very first hotel that really put a lot into perspective mm-hmm. for me. This happened at the hotel to the person who was training me. Same situation. I'm behind his wife. Let me in. Let me, give, let me give me a key to the room. I'm his wife. And she did have the ID with the same last name, same address on her ID that matched on file, but they still didn't give her a key mm-hmm. because you are not on the reservation. Mm-hmm. We need to have your husband come or call and verify information. Right. Exactly. How and hard is it to just call? Because even. But if- that's the thing. But here's what happened. Oh, no. She started getting like really riled up and really upset and started screaming. And finally, that this hotel, because of how large it was, they had their own security on property, like in their own little section of the hotel. Uh-huh. They called security. Security ended up taking her aside and they noticed some strange things about her. Come to find out, she was trying to plant illegal substances in that room because she and her husband were going through a divorce. And yeah. she wanted mm-hmm. custody of the kids. Oh, and this my is not, gosh. that is not, a, I know that that is a story I'm sure you've heard because it is not uncommon. Yeah. At all. I mean, that even, was, yeah. I've seen so many stories in other different professions when parents and divorces are trying to yes. pin each other in, I like Sierra's so, story yes. with the grandma's playroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Using the yep. kid Use, yep. yes, for yep, custody. Yep, yep, yep. People are gross. <laughs> People awful. are so gross. Are oh my God. Why? It's like, even if all, all, the things match up. It doesn't matter. It You're doesn't not on the reservation, matter. so they can either call mm-hmm. or they can come up here with you. Mm-hmm. But just because you have the same last name, I don't care. You could be his twin sister. Yeah. Don't care. Don't care. It's not safe. Mm-hmm. You never, because you never know what's going on with yeah. people. And you I have no idea. And it's inconvenient. And worst of the worst case scenarios, let's say that someone left medication in their room or something along those lines. At that point, ask the hotel if, like, if you cannot get in contact with the person whose name is on the room and you insist, I promise I am in that room, ask politely and, like, 
in a calm manner if maybe a security officer, like one of the security, security can come to you to the room where then you can, like, I know some people will, uh, some they told me stories that their security officer will say, what am I gonna see before I open the store? And it'll be like, you're gonna see, um, we put our luggage over there and there's uh, uh, some flowers that we placed over here yes. and things like that. It's like, okay, then you walk in, that is that have, okay you've been here you've been here but also just in case like all right show me something that has your identification with it so for in my example then she could go grab her meds and show on the meds you know id meds the names match like th these are my medication in this room things like that so you there are certainly workarounds and hotel workers can try to work with you on that but well, I don't know if this is going to be out before the skit gets posted, but I am—I have a skit <laughs> that I'm working on right now that is a similar situation where a uh, this woman comes in with a key and she says, "Hey, um, this is—is is the key still valid?" And the person's like, "Yeah, key's still valid. You didn't go up to the room, no problem." She's like, "Oh, okay, awesome." And uh, silly me, um, what's my room number? I, I forgot. Oh no. And the front desk agent's like, "Oh, uh, well, can I see some ID before I tell you the room number?" Oh, well, I left my ID in the room, so I don't have my ID on me. Uh-huh. Well, I can't tell you the room number. Um, how about this? Let's confirm your name and some of the other information on this reservation. Address, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, actually, never mind. And runs off. That's so scary. It's scary. That's so that scary. Happens. And people get so mad when you just do your job. And, and it's, it's for yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't. Uh-uh. Mm -hmm. Well, do you think that there are any other, like, misconceptions about working in a hospitality or working in a hotel or front desk or anything like that? Other than, like, things that people just don't understand about, like, security issues and things like that and what you actually do on a day-to-day -day basis? <sighs> It's, it's hard to say because at the end of the day, I feel like the job is pretty straight, straightforward. You okay. walk into a hotel, you check in, you check out. And if you actually like have ever checked into a hotel before, you pay attention to what it says, like when you make your booking, it'll say like, here's a check-in time, here's a check-out time. I think that the funniest thing that people don't process or realize is they'll come to a hotel like the hotel, you don't, you, you know, says check-ins at 3 p.m. They'll come in 11 a.m. and ask for an early check-in. <laughs> and you'll say, okay, well, I'm sorry we can't offer you an early check-in. Well, why not? Because the rooms aren't ready, ready yet. yet. There's still people in there. Check-outs at 12. And then they'll <laughs> turn around and they'll get in the room. Could we please have a late check-out at 3? Oh, that's why there's no early check-in. Yes. Because yes. everyone's doing that. Yes, like people will do that. And it's like, they, there's such disconnect. Yeah, like they're not realizing. No, yeah. and the fact is like that they want the late checkout, but they want an early check-in. And sometimes if you're very lucky and you're very polite, that can happen. You can get both, but it's not never a guarantee. And it always has to do with like, okay, can I get an early check-in? Are other people out of the rooms? And can I get a late check-out? Is anyone already paid for a late check-in? Yeah. Like, yeah. Ah, otherwise though, it all does feel to me pretty straightforward. And I've, I've tried to make a lot of my content where I can not only make funny skits, but educate yes. a little bit about- We've talked like, about this a lot, yeah, like educating yeah, through, comedy, through comedy, funny stories. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow, I wonder who would have thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs>
Wow, who else does that? That's so weird. Oh, so wild. That's actually a great method of teaching. Who would have thought? Wow. Yeah. It's like people were teachers or something. Oh my God. Who does that? Crazy. Crazy. Is there any other last thoughts or tips, tricks, thoughts, anything that you want to leave listeners with? I always encourage. It, again, coming back to that point before of saying that you you do need to advocate for yourself and you need to be able to really communicate with yeah. hotel staff. Before you come to the hotel, if you have any special requirements or requests, call. Say, hey, um, I actually had someone message me on, on Facebook and they said, Thanks to your videos, I decided to call up the hotel I'm going to stay at because I have uh, I had a surgery and I'm still in recovery and I want to know if I could get a little bit of special accommodation for like having a room closer to the elevator, maybe having um, a room that was better, like ADA accessible, things like that for making my, my experience better. And the front desk agent not only made sure that they had that, but went above and beyond and got them a couple more perks and things to help ease their experience when they were at the hotel because if you just call and communicate your needs without trying to you know trying to finagle yeah yeah then absolutely hotel staff will bend over backwards to make sure you have a great stay and then once you're in the room like we we were in a hotel room right now we noticed a little issue yeah and we just like fixed it ourselves we fixed ourselves like the the couches they were so different and we were like you know what let's flip them yeah there was a part of me that was like gripping the edge of my seats like watching (laughs) us move this furniture around i was like "Eh." we can move it back no problem. No problem. No worries at all. Oh, worker me like. <laughs> but just communicate your needs because there is. So this was part of my study of hospitality. There's something called the service paradox, mm-hmm. and the service paradox says that if a guest comes in and has a perfectly average experience, nothing goes wrong, nothing really goes exceptionally right, they leave with no real lasting impression. But if something goes wrong and you fix it exceptionally all of a sudden they leave your hotel with an amazing glowing feeling towards your hotel and that's why it's a paradox because you don't want things something to, to happen but you to want to guests. be able to help them fix something but if you're able to fix it for them they can have a much better lasting impression not to say that hotels are going out of their way ever to like make an issue happen trust right. me contest right, right. Are not they, paid they don't want to have to deal They're with not paid it. enough to right. deal with tr- creating issues for people to experience <laughs> But understand that we want to fix those issues when they do arise. Because you think about a home and all the things that go wrong in in a home, you know, a light fixture or a toilet or something, right, something right, goes right. wrong. The hotels are the same. They're just a bunch of rooms and it's a bunch of little mini homes and things go wrong. And sometimes you, you have to get in. Yeah, just like that. in your regular home. In like you've regular. never called a repair guy before. Exactly. Things go wrong. Exactly. So call the front desk, ask them for assistance, let them let them get the issue settled for you. And don't wait until you check out and have a sour taste on your tongue. Because they'll fix it for you. They will. They'll fix it for you. They they will if they're worth their salt. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, If they're they're worth their salt. Again, I hope you don't have a bad apple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If they don't fix it for you, that's when you... That's when you get a little yay. You crack your knuckles and you're like, I'm going to speak to the manager. And that's not being a Karen. That's advocating. advocating There's a difference. There's a a huge difference. difference. There was a skit. Last little note. There was a skit I made with that where people were like, 
confused because they didn't really know what to think because for once the front desk agent was the one that was yeah put in her place because mm -hmm. she said the room number out loud which is a huge taboo you do not say the guest's room number when you're giving them their keys out loud because you don't know who's listening yeah you don't know who can hear it's a major safety issue yeah so the front desk agent did that and the guest advocated for herself and said um absolutely not change did she ask to change the room yeah she said i need you to change the room please do not i, I i'm not going to be in this room when you announce my room number a lot and the ladies the, the front desk agent tries to say well it's not that big of a deal like there's no one here and the woman says no i've been traveling for a long time this i'm a woman traveling alone and you can tell that from my reservation because it just has my name and i'm only here well, i'm the only one here change my room number and um some people were a bit confused in the comments but i was yeah. like no yeah that's okay that's, that's valid that's though. It's scary. Valid. Like, do you know how the, the like the type of little small businesses that have made a fortune on the special lock yeah. to put in your hotel door yeah. or the emergency keys? Like, because it's needed. And that's, it's it's it scary, scary out there. I do recommend it. Right. Absolutely. It's scary out there. Yeah. It is not safe. No. For yeah. anyone. Like it. Yes. Yeah. And it it never. Better safe than sorry. Absolutely. Better safe than sorry. It never hurts to just that. take that extra step if you feel you need it. Otherwise, personally, I flip that dead like that dead bolt in the door and I'm, I feel fine. But, I do too. Yeah. But everyone has their own threshold. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah. yeah. Well, thanks yeah. so much for hanging Thank out with us. Today. Of course. <laughs> Next time I come in, we're gonna do our Disney episode. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. That'll be fun. How do I have stories? I didn't tell my 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 crazy hotel that's okay. story. Yeah, today. yeah. We got them. We'll, we got them. That's a little tease for next time. Absolutely. Perfect. <laughs> thanks so much for hanging out with us today, and hope to see you next week. Bye, my lovelies. Bye. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.